0: Uh, with this teaching today hallelujah Um, we're going to start with this teaching today and we're going to speak today on the blessing of the double portion the blessing of the double portion it's an exciting teaching i believe that there are some truths that are going to be revealed in this teaching that god will enlighten us enable us and will move us into a new level into a new season in our lives amen when I, when I was in preparation with this particular teaching, God opened up some, some new things concerning the double portion, amen, that I was not very aware of in my, in my days of of, 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 going, of always sitting under the teaching of the double portion. And I, but I believe God has a, a word today for those who are listening and for those who are out there. I pray that God is going to bless you richly. Amen. I'm excited. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the blessing that is on this program. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you, Father God, that there will be a flow of your spirit. We thank you, Father God, for the blessing, oh God, that rests upon the Apostles family and this church, that during this fasting period, Father, great breakthroughs will come, great things will happen in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus Christ. Bless the program tonight and be with us, Father, as we glorify your name in Jesus' mighty and majestic name. Amen and amen. Now the blessing of the double portion. When we look at this particular scripture, it is very, very exciting, and it's very, very enlightening. There's something very, um, you know, when we look at the story of Elijah, we understand that Elijah was a, a mighty, powerful prophet of the Lord. We're gonna look at the, we're gonna read one verse for the teaching, but we're gonna then teach through this particular text. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Second Kings, two verses nine. When they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit fall or your spirit be upon me. Now I'm reading this particular text from the New American Standard Bible. And this New American Standard Bible is one of the closest um, translations to the literal um, the, the literal literal translations you know the interpretation word for word interpretation and so when we look at this particular text we're going to find some important things as we get to the as we as we're going to round up this text tonight so we what we come to today we look at 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 what the bible teaches us in the bible says um that king had in chapter one died But the Bible says Elijah did not die. He was taken up into heaven by a whirlwind accompanied by fiery horses drawing chariots of fire. Now, Elijah was the the prophet of fire. We, We know that he was a prophet of fire. He carried fire. Hallelujah. Then the Bible teaches about like Enoch. Of old, you walked with God, and then suddenly went to be with the Lord. Both of these men is an illustration of being caught away, the catching away of the saints in the book of First Thessalonians 4:13 to 18. So both Elijah, Elijah left. So, so before Elijah left, Elijah, Elijah to um. He wanted Elijah to carry on with the work. He walked with his successor from Gilgal to beyond the Jordan. Hallelujah. And we know that there was a process in this and God, there was significance in this particular journey. But before we get to this particular verse in 2 in, in Kings chapter 2 verse 9, we're going to build up to this particular point and see how it all started. So we're going to go back to 1 Kings chapter chap, chapter 19 where Elijah uh, where Elisha now has this encounter with Elijah. Glory be to God. So we're going to speak about four things today in this particular program. Four things. The first thing we're going to speak about is the passing on of the baton. We're going to speak about the call. We're going to speak about the preparation and then we're going to speak about the reward. So let's. if you're making notes, write that down. It's the passing on of the baton, the call the preparation and the reward. So we know in the passing on of the baton, the passing on of the baton is very, very important. And we know this in church history, how important it is that we need to pass on the baton from one generation to the next generation. So what we see here is the obedience of the prophet of God. The Bible says in the book of First Kings chapter 19 and verse 16, And Elisha the son of Saphir of Abel Meloah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place That is the latter part of the verse Now we know that God gave Elijah An instruction to anoint three people But Elijah then went and, and Did what God told him to do So he was passing the baton on And We need to understand, we've seen this with Moses to Joshua we even seen this, hallelujah When we looked at Paul and, and Timothy We understand that the baton needs to be Passed down, we understand that God is teaching the church a very Very important lesson here That we need to mentor and disciple the next generation, as pastors and as men and women of God, we need to understand that we need to mentor and, and and we need to disciple the next generation. It's very very important that we disciple our successors. Let's listen to this. Miles Monroe said this: "Success without a successor is no success at all. It is pure failure." Can I say that again? Miles Monroe said this: "Success." without a successor is no success at all. It is pure failure. So God wanted the prophetic ministry to continue and He knew the most likely Candidate. He knew the most likely candidate. He knew who he was going to select. Whenever we look throughout Scripture, we see that people are oblivious of the call of God, but yet God selects people. We see that Moses was about his own business in the wilderness, like he was on a day-to-day routine, but he had this encounter with God at the burning bush. We see they, we see Gideon in the wine press, busy pressing out um, grapes um, or doing anything there no in, the, in the wine press. Uh, what Gideon was doing and the Bible says, and the Lord appeared to Gideon. And we see that throughout the scriptures, Jeremiah being a young man, God showed up. We see, um, 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 Apostle Paul is ready to carry out a, a, a wicked assignment is ready to go and persecute the church and he has this Damascus encounter so could it be possible that people that are oblivious to the call of God has this divine encounter with the Lord that changes their lives forever I believe that God wants to do great things in the earth in these last days I believe that God wants to use or work through his children in a mighty way I believe that God wants to do great things through the church. I believe that no matter what is happening around us, we as the church is Powerful in this generation we are powerful throughout the decades and centuries of persecution the church arose and I believe that we will arise in this hour hallelujah the next point we're looking at is the call the call of Elisha, the call of Elisha. hallelujah we are called we are called and there is a calling upon people God is drawing people in these days and is calling us unto him so when we look at the call of Elisha, being oblivious to the call not even knowing that um, that he was in line for the blessing like like or in life to be the next great prophet like David David was out in the field minding his own business busy with the sheep and God sent Samuel to David to anoint David as the next king of Israel glory be to God they were chosen men of God hallelujah I believe that God is going to raise up mighty man and woman of God in this generation this is a generation that we're going to see the power of God but there's a cry in my heart and I pray that during this message uh, that I will be able to um, to, to 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 explain this, this this deep yearning in my heart. So the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 19. So he departed from there and found Elisha. Now there was a time that Elijah ran from Jezebel and things like that. And there came a time that he thought he was the only prophet that was left in the kingdom. And then God spoke to him and said to him, There are still some people that, he, that, that, that there are still some prophets. There are still some prophets around, etc., etc. And Then now God gave Elijah an instruction and Elijah moved on from that place. So the Bible says he departed from there and found Elijah, the son of Shepherd, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was the 12th. He was with the twelfth. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. I'm not gonna to speak too much about what the what is the significance of a mantle, but yet now Elisha received a mantle, some definitions on a mantle. A mantle represents spiritual covering, a mantle usually refers to spiritual authority and anointing. So God, when 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 Elisha, when Elijah did this act, Elijah knew what was taking place. So there's something about Elijah. It tells me that. But Elisha could have been in preparation. Maybe the Spirit of God ministered to him in some way, preparing him for this moment. I do not know. The Bible does not tell us that. We just know that this moment happens and Elisha now is ready to follow Elijah. The Bible says after he put the mantle on Elijah, he was now ready to follow Elisha. We know that Jesus did this in the, in the New Testament in the book of Luke 24. Jesus said, you know, you must tarry and wait for the power of the Holy Spirit when it shall come upon you. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it says hallelujah when the power comes upon you you shall be witnesses for me glory to God so when the anointing comes upon you you shall be witnesses for me Jesus said unto the apostles greater works than the shall you do so Jesus said in the book of John you know I'm going to depart but I'm going to send my spirit so in the New Testament church we are receiving that that, that which Elijah received we are receiving the power of the Holy Spirit now I believe there are different degrees of the Holy Spirit but we're going to see this in the text and i'm gonna i'm gonna believe the holy spirit for me to um for us to to enlighten us today through this particular text what all of this means so elijah now Demonstrates his obedience when he carries out this particular act that God has instructed him to do, and he was not ready, ready, as I said earlier, to, to 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 disciple the next great prophet that will walk in his footsteps. Hallelujah! He was not ready to do this, and it was very important that Elijah followed through with what God said. To him, I believe that God gives us wealth of treasure and anointing and, and insight and revelation. But this revelation and this insight and the, and the, and the anointing and the, and the and the and the and when we walk with God and the things that we do for God, I believe that God gives us this so that we must also be able to impart it to the next generation. It's very important that we impart to the next generation that we raise up the next generation because if we don't, we will have a power Power failure there will be a power of failure in the next generation glory be to God we need to understand that when we look at the book of Judges the Bible says in the book of Judges chapter 2 verse 10 when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel so this teaches us in this particular text that if we do not continue to teach our father the next generation there will be a generation generation that will not know God and the Bible says in the book of Judges 2 verse verse, further on in that particular chapter that because they did not know the the ways and the works of God they started following false gods so if we in our generation uh, do not walk in the authentic and raw power of God uh, we are not setting the trend for the next generation Uh, if we do not walk in everything that the gospel has made available or what Christ has made available for us on the cross of Calvary We are leaving the next generation without any options. Therefore, we as the church need to arise in our generation and carry the raw power of God. We need men and women of God that's going to seek after the face of God. We need men and women of God that's going to arise like Elijah. Many people ask, where is the God of Elijah? Hallelujah. But we need the Elijahs of God in this generation. We need a generation of ministers and pastors that are going to rise up in God power and begin to carry out the divine assignment of God in the earth. One thing that we recognize, when God is about to do something great in somebody's life, where God is about to entrust you with the anointing and the power, what God is looking for is people that are hungry for him. When we look at the book of 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 20, the Bible says, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and, and, and and said please can I kiss my mother and my father and then follow you and he said to him go back again for what I what have I done to you that is very important that we look at the sticks now we see here that after Elijah put the mantle on Elisha Elisha was not ready to follow God he was ready to fulfill the purpose of God when God gets ready to call you the question that you need to ask yourself are you ready are you in preparation some of us want the calling but we are not preparing our Self. for the moment. We're going to look at point number three, the preparation, how important preparation is. Hallelujah. Because we see before Elijah asked Elijah about this request and Elijah responded with the double portion. We need to see how God worked in this prophet, in this young prophet's heart, in the successor's heart before he came to this point of asking Elijah for this specific request. And that's what I'm trying to build upon in this particular teaching today. Hallelujah. So we need to also have have this eagerness. We need to have this willingness. We need to have this this this, this desire and obedience. Because even though Elijah, Elijah tells him, "Go back." Elijah Elijah does not accept no for an answer Elijah does not accept no Elijah does not accept he does not accept the rejection he's is now ready to do what God wants him to do hallelujah when you are on your way to greatness there will be many tests when you're on your way to greatness there will be many tests and trials we see this happen to Ruth the Bible says in the book of Ruth 1:16, when Naomi said to Ruth go back the Bible says Naomi. Ruth said to Naomi and treat me no to leave you we see here that Elisha was ready to do anything now to fulfill the purpose of god for his life he was eager the bible says he ran there was a hunger in Elisha to fulfill the purpose and the call of god for his life the bible says and then he followed elijah now we understand that through the text and through 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 study that for the period of time that Elijah followed or Elisha followed Elijah and served on him after this moment was about 10 years about 10 years if I'm correct with the estimate was about 10 years that he he followed Elisha, and we see this through the testimony in the book of 2nd Kings chapter 3 and verse 11 but the King Jehoshaphat of Judah asked is there no prophet of the Lord with us if there is we can ask the Lord what to to do through him and one of King Joseph. Zoram's officers are up. Reply, Elijah, the son of Saphon, here is here. He used to be Elijah's Personal, personal assistant. The NLT says personal assistant. One of the translations says he poured hands on the or he poured water on the hands of the prophet. So he served upon the man of God. I love this, you know, because this is something that is lacking in our generation. Today we want we want to be shooting stars. Today we want to we want to be famous. Today we want the glory, but we don't want the process. We don't want to go through the process. We don't want the part which is very important, the part. Of serving. Hallelujah. Today we are so eager to just get onto the onto the platforms and we do not know the power of service. We don't know the power of submitting. We don't know the power of being under submission. But all that we just want to do is just run. All that we just want to do is just get. We just want the mentals. We just want the anointing. We just want something, but we don't want to serve. We don't want we to want to yield unto God. We don't want to yield to the process of the Lord. And we need to yield to God we need to understand that it's very important to yield unto the Lord, hallelujah, we need to get to that place where we yield unto the Lord he served upon the Lord, Jesus teaches us this principle in Luke chapter 16 and verse 12 and he says and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own so Jesus teaches us the principle of serving, so we need to understand that when we want to catch something we need to serve, hallelujah, we need to submit to that anointing or submit to that authority we need to submit but there's something that god enlightens us in this particular teaching and i want us to get there as we're going to get them near the end hallelujah so we learn that we need to serve we need to understand that we need to serve we need to understand that when god calls us uh, there is great sacrifice we understand that during the call we receive the mantle, we receive the we receive the call there's a there should be a hunger for god or after god and then we're speaking about there should be sacrifice the Bible says in, in 1 Kings 19, verse 21, the sacrifice, so Elijah turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled the flesh using the oxen and equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Listen to that. He had the call. He knew this moment that took place, but then he went to serve. I believe god is speaking to a younger generation today that even though you had a vision even though you had an encounter but you need to learn how to serve you need to learn how to submit you need to learn how to be under before you can be on top, hallelujah, you need you need to learn how to be. You need to learn how to be the trainee before you can be the trainer. We need to understand the principle and how God operates. And this generation, I believe that God is speaking to us, hallelujah. If we want to experience the blessing of the double portion, we need to understand and learn from the principles of the life of elijah so we see that Elisha was willing to sacrifice hallelujah he gave up everything he let go of everything he burned the bridges he didn't want to go back anymore he made sure he shut down his business i believe he could have been a businessman he could have been wealthy because having 12 yoke of oxen means that they had some great wealth but elijah did not let that that stop him from the call of god i don't know what is stopping you from fulfilling the call of god what is the thing that god is asking you to sacrifice what is the thing that god is asking you to give up. You need to learn that and you need to walk away from some things to experience the great power of God. Hallelujah. We need to understand that. Listen to Peter in the book of Matthew. Peter said, then Peter answered and said to him, we have left all and we have followed you. Hallelujah. So therefore, what shall we have? We know that Jesus said that you will not only experience things in, in this life, but also in the life to come. So your blessings will be for eternity. Hallelujah. The blessings, the sacrifice that we make. But when we fast forward to the book of of acts we see that because of the sacrifice that Peter made to follow Jesus the Bible says when Peter walked his shadow fell on the people and they were healed. we need to understand some principles glory be to God a great preacher once said a great preacher said a man ran a young man ran up to him and said to him when you die I want your mental or I want your mental I want your power I want to walk in the grace that you walk and the preacher responded to the young man and he said to the young man are you ready to stake the cup or drink from the cup that i drank from hallelujah are you willing to drink from the cup that i drank from now when we see this we need to understand hallelujah today we think that you know it all just is just all an impartation it's all just about laying on of hands You know, the enemy has deceived us many times, thinking that all these things, all these gimmicks in the church, it's just going to happen. It's just going to be, I lay my hands upon you, and you're going to be anointed, and you're going to carry this and carry that. But I believe that's not true, because when we look at this, we are learning from Elisha how he. Serve this way into this particular thing that god had in store for him how he served his way to walk in the in the ministry that god has called him to walk in we need to look at this sometimes we want the glory but we don't want the story that comes with the glory glory be to god we, we need to understand this we need to understand sometimes the battles and the suffering that men and women of god had to go through in order to carry this great grace and this great anointing 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 upon their lives. We need to know that because if we don't know it, sometimes we judge the man of God and we speak against the servant of the Lord, not knowing what they endure in, carrying that grace, carrying that anointing over their lives and sometimes we have big mouths with small hearts. It's time that we get big hearts and shrink our mouths, hallelujah, because we need to understand the price for the anointing, the price for the oil. There's Gethsemanes that you go through because you need to go through the crushing so that the oil can come out glory be the God if you've not been through the press then you can't carry the oil you cannot carry the oil. so for ten years he poured water on the hands of Elijah he served I don't know was Elijah an easy leader I don't know was he a difficult person we know by his character we can see a little bit by. The traits, uh, when the Bible introduces him, uh, what type of man he was, uh, maybe he wasn't a type of social prophet uh, or the one who spoke nicely or the one who had this, this intimacy with people who had these conversations. We don't know, uh, but we see in the little stories of Elijah, what type of character he was. He was just somebody that called fire, somebody that prayed, somebody that went through seasons of depression and wanted, to, wanted his life to end. Uh, we see that parts of Elijah, so we don't know what Elijah had to serve under uh, for those 10 years uh, being the personal servant of such a great man of god having the impact in the world uh, doing great things at that particular time uh, there were false gods uh, there were governments there was jezebel there was many things that were around that time hallelujah false prophets were rising uh, people were there were there was things that happened many things that happened uh, but here we see this man was willing to see Serve under this great man of God. We need to understand the power of service. We need to understand the power of submission. If I'm speaking to young men and women out there, we need to know the power of submission. The third and the third point that we're gonna look at today is the preparation of Elisha. The preparation of Elisha. Hallelujah. We see this is the, 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 the final test of Elisha before he comes into this place where he sees the double portion or the blessing of the double portion. We see here uh, that um, we understand something. I'm gonna I'm gonna read something for you quickly. The devil tempts us to destroy our faith, but God tests us to develop our faith. Because a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. False faith withers in times of trial, but true faith takes deeper root and grows and brings glory to God. So we see that through this test, Elisha became more eager. Because we see again now, they come to a place where Elijah knows that he's going, and he's now visiting all the schools that he raised. Hallelujah. So he's this apostolic pastor that is knowing that his time is drawing closer, and he is visiting all the churches that he planted. Basically, I would use it in our terminology today. So he's visiting all the schools of the prophets. Hallelujah. Now we know the schools of the prophets started already in the time of Samuel, but we see him visiting this different school of prophets, there's different cities, and these cities um, have a have have, have, a, have, a, have a significance and a an interpretation for us in the place of preparation. Let's go. The first thing that he visits, or the first place he visits, in the book of Second Kings, chapter two, is Gilgal. Gilgal, Gilgal is the place of circumcision. Circumcision. We know that this is the place where where these people that were under twenty were circumcised for the first time. Hallelujah. So circumcision speaks about the cutting away, the cutting away. So here we understand that God is showing, showing, telling us something that if we're ready to walk in, if we're to walk in God's raw anointing great power we need to have the cutting away the first cutting away that takes place is that we must be born again we must be, we must experience the regeneration hallelujah we must experience the regeneration as Paul calls it the spiritual circumcision but in our natural life there must be things that we cut away God will ask us to cut away some things there must be a giving up of there must be a letting go of there must be some things that we need to flee from there must be some things that we need to let go of we need to ask understand this. Listen to what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 20-22. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteousness. Righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace, and enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. So here Paul is laying out to Timothy how to walk for the Lord, how to walk with the Lord if you want to be if you want to be used for greater purpose. He understood that we need to walk lives of sanctification and holiness. And here we see that Elisha gave up everything to run after the prophet Elijah and to walk with the man of God to sit the school of discipleship, so that he could now know that when his time came, he would carry on the work of the prophet. But we're gonna see something that, that, that kind of brought enlightenment to me. Hallelujah. When we come to the to the to the final point, the next place that they went to was Bethel. Bethel is the house of God. In Genesis 28, we know that here Jacob. Jacob has his first encounter. The place was called Luz, but Jacob renamed it as as Bethel. Hallelujah. He renames it as Bethel, house of God. We know the first moment, he missed his encounter. He missed that moment. He missed that encounter. But the second time he comes back, he has another encounter with an angel. An angel. Hallelujah. And he's wrestling with angel or with God as many people would say that. Hallelujah. So we know that that, that Bethel is, is the place of encounter or the place of transformation. The place of encounter or the place of transformation, which is very important. Hallelujah. So, Jacob now has that encounter, as we, as we said earlier, and in this encounter, in the second encounter, Jacob is transformed. So, we know that in the house of God, people are being transformed. So, you must experience this transformation that is made possible through the Holy Spirit that lives in your life. where God transforms you, when God is ready to make you over, when God is ready to remold you and to transform you and to make you into a new person. It is in the house of God where we are built up in character, where we sit under teachings, where God builds us, where we are taught and where we learn from the things of God. And so we need to understand that we need to sit at the feet. We need to learn from the shepherd. We need to learn from the man and woman of God that God has placed over us so that we can receive and so that we can grow and so that transformation can take place in our lives. And we see that this is the place of transformation. I believe that Elisha had some point of transformation in his life because we will see it in his request and we see that um, the bible says that the the members in the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 13, the Bible says the members the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training hallelujah, and in the scripture they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus we know that later on that we see that in the life of Elisha that the prophets recognized that the spirit of Elijah was upon Elisha we see that later on, there needs to be such a transformation in your life that people will recognize that you are a person that spends time with God. Therefore when we go to the house of God at any time of the week, we must go there for an encounter. We must go there for transformation. We must go there to experience God. We must go there so that God can do something in our lives so that when we step into the workplace on a Monday, yeah, Excuse me. When you step into the workplace on a Monday, people will see a whole new person. They will see a transformed person. Hallelujah. They will see a person that was with Jesus over the weekend. The next place that we look at is Jericho. Jericho speaks about occupy. This was the the first battle they, they, they had before they took occupancy of the land of Canaan. It was their first battle. We must occupy. Hallelujah. We must occupy. We must occupy the things of God. God. We must live in the things of God. We must not just visit certain seasons, but we must habitate. We can't just visit blessed seasons. Blessings should not be an occasion. Blessings should be our lifestyle. We cannot walk in certain places of or, or walk in certain visitations. We want to live in habitation. We want the presence of God. Church, we must occupy. Jesus said, occupy till I come. We must occupy. We need to take occupancy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We need to occupy. We need to walk in the anointing. We need to carry the anointing. We need to even die with the anointing. Oh, The anointing will be passed on. But you understand when I say die, what I mean by die is when we look at Elisha, the Bible says, even in his death even in his death, his bones were anointed. Hallelujah! That even when somebody got killed, according to Second Kings thirteen verse twenty-one, somebody died fell into the hole. When they touched his bones, they were revived. Glory be to God! We need to carry the anointing that when we sit somewhere and somebody sits dead, they must be healed. The power of God must be with them. We should be carriers. You know, when I look at all the great or many, not all, but many of the great generals of God that passed on, they died. They died powerful. This general we must not be those who come short we must live we must live even if we live to a hundred we must be carriers of the anointing. we must occupy I said to the church the other day and when I'm 90 years old I still want to be laying hands I still want to be releasing people into ministry I still want to be be doing something for God great hallelujah in my old age I don't want to retire I want to refire I pray today that the hand of God will be upon somebody as you listen to this right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We don't want revivals to come and go. We want revivals to stay. We want revivals to be around. We want to habitate. We want to occupy in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We need to understand that this is very important. We need to look at this. We know that as they move from one place to another place, the Bible says the the other prophets were looking and they were trying to discourage Elisha. They were trying to discourage Elisha. One thing that I've realized of these prophets, and they knew what was going to happen but they did not have the desire or the tenacity to endure what Elijah or Elisha endured so Elisha was now at the place where he wanted what he wanted and he endured these people had the revelation but it didn't move them to action Elisha had a revelation that made him act out his faith, hallelujah so I believe there are people in the body of Christ who carries the knowledge but they are not active And this is what we find And usually when you're not active You become a person that becomes a stumbling block To your brother or sister We have the naysayers We have people that tell you you can't do it And this is what they were trying to do to Elisha Trying to discourage him Hallelujah! But Elisha set his face like a flint The Bible says he kept his eyes Because Elijah said if you see me So he kept his eyes on the prophet He kept his eyes on the man of God We need to keep our eyes on Jesus christ the author and the finish of our faith we need to fix our eyes on him we need to have our eyes on him we must not deter nothing must deter. does the bible says then they cross the jordan jordan speaks about dying to self you when you want to walk in the anointing and grace of god you must die to self i pray today that there will be a great anointing when we go back to the that we're trying to discourage Elisha. We need to understand, hallelujah, are we going to be a participators? Are we going to be spectators or participators of the great thing that God is doing in the earth? Are we going to be participators or only spectators? That is the question you need to ask yourself. I close with this final point. Elisha received the reward. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 9, and when they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, "Tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away." And Elisha replied, "Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor." Now, this is in the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to read some very important points concerning this request. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to understand this. I need to. I want to bring enlightenment today to this particular text. Hallelujah. Elisha did not give his successor three wishes. He simply asked him to name the one gift he wanted more than anything. Every leader needs to have his priorities in order. Hallelujah. We need to have our priorities in order. And Elisha was ready to answer Elijah. He wanted a double portion of the spirit of his master. Now, when we read the New American Standard Bible, we see that the word Spirit there is written in small letters. Very important to note this. Hallelujah. This was not a request for twice as much of the Holy Spirit or of the ministry or twice as much of the ministry that Elijah had. Hallelujah but listen to his request what this request meant. This request meant that you wanted a greater degree of the inner spirit that motivated the great prophet. The request was based on Deuteronomy 21 verse 17. the law of inheritance by, for the firstborn, though there were there were many sons of the prophet of the prophets. Elijah saw him as Elijah's firstborn son who deserved the double inheritance that Moses commanded. Like a firstborn son serving a father, Elijah had walked with Elijah and attended to his needs. But the only inheritance he desired was a double measure of his master's inner spirit of courage, faith, faithfulness, faith in God, and obedience to God. Now listen, this was the very same time when, like Solomon, Solomon could ask God for wealth and riches, but Solomon's heart was right. You see the thing here with Elijah was, his heart was right, and therefore God couldn't trust him. I'm telling you, if you want to walk into greater depths of the anointing. Your spirit must be yielded. Smith Wiggleswood says this. He says, "My life has been like a thousand steam trains that has that has been riding over me." He was, he was, he was yielded to the spirit and to the spirit of God. And we see this. Why I started with Elisha's life from the beginning because we wanted to follow the process to the time where he made this request. Because at this point now, he was a transformed man and he knew his heart was set in the right place just like solomon in that tender age his heart was at the right place and we see this and we need to understand it he could have asked for the for the best of riches in anything but he said give me a double portion of your spirit hallelujah he could have asked for wealth and exemption from trouble he could have asked for honor hallelujah but he did not ask that hallelujah he could have asked for any other thing but he did not ask that because he understood something listen to this this might be offensive to some, but listen to this. This listen to this for the spirit. He, he asked for, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the double portion of the spirit of Elijah. Hallelujah. He said, give me the spirit. Give me of the spirit. What he was referring to here was not the gifts and the graces, because listen to Elijah's response to him. Elijah says to him, you know, it's a hard thing that you ask of me. It's a hard thing that you ask for me. And I am not in that capacity to do this. Why am I mentioning this is because we've seen that in this age in which you are living, there are people that are saying when you, when they come, when they want to take control over you, when they want to spiritually manipulate you, they start talking about their grace. They talk about without my grace, you will not survive. Without my this, you will not survive. Without this, you will not go on. Without this, you will not fulfill his ministry. But Elijah being this powerful prophet of God had common sense. Today I believe there are people that are senseless and therefore they make statements of I will take my grace away from you. Who gave you that grace? Who gave you that anointing? Who gave you that calling? And now you are threatening people? We do not threaten people to serve us. We should not do that and therefore we see the heart of this prophet was right and we see that Elijah being this great man ready to be translated even understood the spiritual dynamics, understood what he was able to do and what he could not do. We know that in the book of Romans, Paul says, I'm going to come impart some spiritual gift to you. But I believe that if Paul wrote in Corinthians that, listen, the Holy Spirit will give you the gifts as he wills. why will he now come impart a gift? How could Paul impart some gift to people? I believe that at this point, Paul was saying to the church that I'm going to come and teach you some deeper revelation. I'm going to come teach you something that's going to help you to take you a step further, that's going to help you grow more and more. I know this you. Know, not popular with today's teachings but i believe this in my heart hallelujah that this is what elijah was saying because he asked for the spirit he asked for the spirit you know In our generation, we want to carry the great anointings of the the men like Benson Adios and all the great men of God that has gone before us. But we need to ask God this. We need to ask God, give me that tenacity. Give me that courage. Give me that boldness that this man of God had. Give me that to finish. Give me that desire to finish the cause, because many of the men died Finishing the race today, we want to be the carriers, but we do not finish. Today we want the glory, but we don't desire the character. We need to align ourselves. Elisha went through the process, and only then could he receive. this to continue the ministry, he knew that he was about to fill to fill big shoes, and he knew now that he needed to act. He needed to receive what Elisha had in order for him to fight the following fights that we're going to come to, in order to rise against the that would rise against God in order to stand in the stead of Elijah because a great man was about to be translated and he knew that to fill those shoes he needed that inner spirit he needed that that Paul says hallelujah I can do all things through Christ he needed that that Paul says through the limitless grace and mercy that God has given us he imparts the inner strength to us according to Ephesians three nineteen, through his spirit he knew he needed that my God he needed that hallelujah he needed that and that is what his cry and when we read this of double portion that is what he requested he requested the portion of the firstborn hallelujah he requested to be the the successor of elijah hallelujah some 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 when i read something you know they say sometimes we count the miracles of elijah of elijah of elijah and it does not even add up to 32 because we want to say he received double Sometimes we want this anointing because we want to be better. And God will not give it to us because our hearts ain't right. Because we do not have this. And therefore I pray, Apostle, during this fasting, that God will purify our hearts. That God will purify us for 2022. Because what we need to carry for God, we need to have pure hearts. We need to be right with God. We need to walk in the ways of God. Here here Elisha had a holy ambition. And I close with this. He conveyed the gifts that Paul said conveyed. The the, the 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 earnestly the best gifts. He saw that how Elisha handled affairs for those ten years. He saw that the nasty He saw the courage, and he said, "Give me this. This." the same attitude, the same, the same desire to serve God. That is what he asks. And that is what we should seek for. You know, many a times, Apostle, how many men of God, when we sit with men of God, we want to know about the secret to the power. But many of us do not ask them, how many time do you, How much time do you spend in prayer? How do you, how do you build courage? Because we look at what this glorious ministry says, has brought people. But we don't ask the man of God, what he does in his private life, how he holds on I need that spirit I don't sometimes we want this this is glory but we don't have the, the capacity to endure we don't have the capacity to finish the race and this is what we need in this generation we don't want to be shooting stars we want to be shining stars for God we want to we want to we want to live for the next I made 40 this 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 last month 40 years old for the next 45 to 50 years I want to serve God on fire till the day I die i want to walk in the glory of god all the days of my life i want to be a glory carrier of god i want to carry god's glory hallelujah i don't want to be Just here for a moment. I don't want to just be here for a season. I want to be here for a long time. I want to be here for a lifetime. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And we know that Elisha fulfilled his call. Elisha did what he was supposed to do. When we read the story of Elisha, we see he continued in the ministry of Elijah. And he had that spirit. He had that courage. He had that boldness. He had that that Elisha had, hallelujah, that he walked as his his mentor walked. He walked as his mentor walked, and because his heart was pure, God could use him. Young men, you, we that are serving, I'm speaking to all of us that are serving, and the man and woman of God. God can only use us. God can only work through us when we, when we, when we come to the place of humility. I'm speaking to every person that is listening to this broadcast. God wants to pour His Spirit upon us. God wants, already pour out His spirit, and I believe that God wants to do great things in these last days. God wants to take us to higher dimensions. The, the few questions, and this is my final closing. Are you willing to, to pay the price? Do you have a great hunger? Is your hunger great enough for the power of God? Are you willing to make the sacrifice? Are you willing to give up all? Are you ready to serve at all cost, to serve and to follow God? at all cost. I pray today that this was a blessing. I pray that God will work in your heart and in your lives. May God richly bless you. Thank you apostle for this awesome time. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this program. May God richly bless you and your wonderful and beautiful wife and your family and greetings to her. and may God bless the whole family in Nigeria. God bless you. Thank you and we love you from Cape Town, South Africa. God bless you. Thanks.